Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You're listening to another ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. You're listening to the award-winning podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, featuring business experts, industry disruptors, game changers, and thought leaders to help you navigate a constantly changing marketplace. Want to build a successful business and become known as an influential voice in your industry? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. So welcome to another episode of ambitious entrepreneur show this is episode 264 brought to you by podcasting with purpose helping you to stand out be heard and become an influential voice in your industry with a podcast i'm your host Anne marie cross the podcasting queen now my guest today says imagine that the barriers are imaginary so these barriers that you're struggling with now what would you dare to dream interesting question joining me on today's show is doug mornay doug during the biggest financial crisis in the history of the world since the great depression doug has helped his clients raise over 100 million dollars in venture capital for their publicly traded companies by sending their story to multiple permission-based rented email lists using online pay-per-click advertising and social media. His bold, aggressive strategy grew his clients' businesses massively and made Doug the largest single purchaser of rented email lists in North America, booking as much as $16 million per year of this media. Doug is also the author of Three Big Lies. He shares the good, the bad and the ugly truth of how to leverage third email lists, third party email lists. Now on today's show, Doug's going to share learn new options for growing and scaling your business and scaling sales. Everyone has challenges. It's what you do about them that counts. And be bold. Don't be afraid of changing or trying new things. So very important. Welcome to the show, Doug. Hey, I'm super happy to be here. So excited to chat with you again. This is a topic that I have not had on the show before. We have not spoken about. So it's great to be able to have you share your expertise because as I mentioned in the introduction, you've been doing this for a while and have generated some incredible results for your clients. Just take us back when you started to get into this industry. What what led you to, uh, to now be doing what you're doing? Was it experience that you've had or take us back to that moment? Um, I guess I've been an entrepreneur pretty much since I got out of school and um, I've just always had my own business and I'm a really keen learner. And so um, at a very early age, I just uh, really took, I mean, we're talking high school age, starting to read Dale Carnegie and that sort of stuff because I was interested. So, you know, I love business. I love marketing. I love meeting people. I love speaking and presenting. And so I'm just a lifelong learner and a student of what works and, and what doesn't work. And so I basically tell people I know more ways um, that don't work than you do because, <laughs> because I tried them. I mean, I, I shared with you before we got on the air today, I, I've had um, 
two calls today and I've got one or this week, I've got one more this week and I'm looking at three different technology partners um, that have new marketing stuff. So I'm the first guy to check it out uh, as soon as I can, uh, pull my credit card out, buy it, try it. If, if it doesn't work, throw it in the heap of stuff that doesn't work. And if it does, then share it with my clients. And when I find something that works, we just squeeze every drop of value out of it that we can. Yeah, love that. And I think so many of us as business owners, and this is particularly in many studies across the world, Doug, where, you know, across uh, many countries, women in business seem to be the largest demographic of businesses being launched every year, yet they all struggle with really taking risk and building their business because of change and, and all of that and, and the unknown. So let's talk about some options of growing and scaling sales. You obviously do this on a really big scale, but let's talk about some of the practical steps, but then also the mindset steps because we can have the best system and strategy in place, yet if we don't have the right mindset to support us, we're still going to remain stuck. So what are some insights you want to share? Well, I'd say, first of all, I mean, you hear people say Facebook doesn't work or Google doesn't work or that doesn't work. And so you need to change your thinking. And, and the correct response would be it didn't work for you at that time. Yeah. So maybe you had the right person, the wrong person on your team or the wrong strategy. So, you know, you can't go around saying all these things don't work. So, you know, I'm going to go someplace else. So you need to have uh, you need to stick to it and you just need to hang in there and, and, and try, you know, be willing to test. Yeah. I had a guest uh, that I spoke to this week and he was talking about the election in the U.S. and how many variations of ads each of the candidates ran. And the numbers are ridiculous. So just to give your listeners an, an idea of what's happening with, with AI now, with artificial intelligence, is um, you now have computers that can generate 1,000 or 2,000 versions of your ad and then you let your visitors to those ads decide you know which one they like most what resonates with them and what converts so you know the world and i don't say this to scare anybody but the world's changing mm -hmm. and so i think the first thing you need to do is just because you try something in the past it doesn't work it doesn't mean it, it won't work if you try it again mm -hmm. um, technology is changing it's getting smarter it's getting easier for solopreneurs and small businesses to use it i mean the numbers that you shared are, are, are accurate because those are the customers I went to, uh, I went after, yes. you know? Um, so that was my, that was my decision. I don't have a problem asking somebody to, to, you know, wire me a seven figures for a mm -hmm. contract. Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't mean I'm not afraid. So the other thing I would say is, you know, get out of your comfort zone. So, you know, if you're out there selling or you're out there looking at advertising or putting together a package or a promotion or whatever your service is, you know, just think about it. Somebody, somebody um, this week I saw had a post, and they basically said, somebody in the world is praying for your solution to show up. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, you know, how many businesses are, how many individuals are out there in a situation? So whether it's family or it's addiction or it's financial crisis or whatever it is that are, that are desperately praying for a solution. Mm -hmm. Well, those solutions for the most part are out there and, and that's up to you and I and your listeners that that have those solutions to, to be bold and not be afraid to reach out and, and sell your product and service and sell it for a fair price. Mm. Don't, don't, don't be the cheapest person on the block because then you're a commodity. And when you're a commodity, you know, the next guy who comes along is going to eat your lunch. Yeah, so, so true. One of the things that I mentioned in the introduction, just to remind people that you were able to help clients raise over $100 million in venture capital. And this was 
during the biggest financial crisis in the history of the world. What's really interesting about that is that typically, as business owners, when we start to hear about you know the global financial crisis or a downturn in spending, we instantly go to oh, it's going to be really hard to you know to make sales to generate clients and so forth. But what we see in your example is that there is money to invest. We just need to be far more smarter in how we're communicating that. So I want you to speak in a little bit because to the, to this, this is what I see happening. I want to get your feedback. So often businesses are trying tactics. So Facebook ads, you know, great ways in which to get their message out in front of their ideal clients. But the issue is that they haven't really honed and defined clearly enough that message that they're sharing. So it's not landing. Do you find that that is often a cause is that the message you're trying to share no matter what tactic you use to get out there it's just not going to work because you haven't really defined what your ideal client is struggling with and how best you can provide value for them love your feedback yeah i think so but i think it's actually the problem runs deeper than that it, it come, goes back to who is your customer mm. and, and people's fear that well i don't want to leave money on the table so, you know, I want my, I want to reach everybody. So I worked with a very high end ladies clothing shop once. And I said to her, so who, who's your customer avatar? She said, everyone. I said, well, you know, I, I bought clothes with and for my wife and I've been in your shop and I realized that the least expensive thing I've seen is a scarf for $1,500. Wow. So, you know, I'd be so bold as to say, not everybody's your customer. Mm. Not everybody's got so if, but for her, if she had to, first of all, figure out who her customer was. So her customer is somebody who can come in and spend three, four, five thousand dollars to, to buy a jacket and a scarf and a blouse. Yeah. Um, and once she got clear on that, it was very easy then to think of, okay, so how do those people um, want to be communicated with? Mm -hmm. what, what platforms are they on? So often, like you said, we go tactic first. And I tell people, be tactic agnostic, figure out who your avatar is, who your messaging is, and then where are your customers? Are they on Instagram? If they're not, then don't be there. Are they at the Chamber of Commerce or the Board of Trade? If they are, then be there. But if they're not, don't don't go there. So it goes back to define your customer, like you said. Get clear on your message, which is probably um, a bigger thing than than avatar. I mean, I can help people with their avatar, mm -hmm. but um, until the the business owner can get clear on their messaging. Yeah. Um, you know, you can spend a lot of money spinning your wheels. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about that because this morning I um, had a comment uh, in a group that I'm part of and she was saying she's struggling to ha even support her client in getting out there and getting clear on who her ideal client is. She's just coming back with this coach, is just coming back with her client saying, I don't know, don't know, not even willing to invest the time. What, are, what would be a couple of tips that you would share to help people get clear on that? Because this is, if people can't get through this and understand this, there's no point going out there and finding what lists are best, you know, email lists, because unless you define who, who is on that list that you're targeting, then it's going to be, you know, again, a nil end. So what are some things that you encourage your clients to do to help them get clear on who my ideal client is? Well, one of the things that I say, give yourself permission to look for an easier way to do things. So I think we're taught or we feel this, this um, pressure that it must be hard. We must do, you know, we must really grind. Like if you listen to, I'm not going to mention names, these guys who are famous on Instagram that have initials like Gary Vee, they say grind, grind, grind. Like I get that we have to grind and there's nothing wrong with that. But so first of all, give yourself permission to, um, to think a little bit differently. Who is your ideal client? With who, who, who do you like to work with? One of the kind of rules that I have is, you know, if I wouldn't invite you to my home, meet my family, you're not a fit to be my client. Mm 
Mm. Um, so, you know, I'm looking at things way deeper than just, you know, do they have the money and can they make the decision? Is this somebody that I'll, that I'll enjoy working with? Is this somebody who, um, so when you're thinking of your avatar, you know, who would you like to work with? Like, is this somebody you'd like to go have lunch with, go to, go have a glass of wine or go to the beach or, or actually hang out a bit? Like, think deeper than just where do they live? How old are they? Are they single? Are they married? Do they have kids? Um, you know, and then the other thing is um, when you're considering that, consider going after larger clients because the line is shorter. Yes. So there's a lot of people selling $500 websites. There's a lot less people selling half a million dollar websites. Mm. Now understand that, yes, it, it, it's, you know, taking on a contract, but you know, maybe that's too large or maybe a hundred thousand dollars, but whatever the number is, mm -hmm. you still need to go through the same steps of who your avatar is, who your messaging, what your messaging is and go out there and present. So from a lifestyle point of view, wouldn't it be more fun to have 10 clients that are hundred thousand dollar clients mm -hmm. that you build websites for? So you have 10 websites you build a year, your business generates a million dollars a year and you could spend uh, your free time um, or invest your free time in the community, serving the community, looking after your health and fitness, spending more time with your family instead of saying, Hey, you know, I built thousand dollar websites, you know, uh, that's, you know, just do the math. So I'd say um, just think a little bit outside the box. And that's why I said, what if all the barriers are imaginary? I think that we get into this common sense thing. Yes. And they say, well, that, that's not common sense. It's like, well, you know, and I'm not going to pick on anyone in particular other than let's say, if you look at who the elected officials are, mm -hmm. that's common sense. So everybody's got an opinion on now uh, what's happening politically around the world. Well, common sense. Well, I mean, a, a little bit of market manipulation, but basically, I mean, that's what you get. Yeah. So I'm not interested in being like everybody else. So my, my saying that my, you know, I've been married now for, uh, 30 years and just had our anniversary okay. and my wife's heard me say from the very beginning that call me anything but average and ordinary. Yes. Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be trudging into the city and working nine to five. Mm -hmm. um, that that's not fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just it's say give yourself permission to, to think outside the box and dream a bit. Um, yeah, I love that. And You're maybe right. that'll help you. Yeah. Yeah, you remind me of a conversation I had with my daughter, uh, my youngest one. Someone called her weird, and she looked at me, and we both smiled and winked at each other. She said, I love that because I don't want to be like <laughs> everyone else. Um, so that's yeah. so true. So there's so, so many golden nuggets in what you're saying because, you know, so often as business owners, we, we feel that the only way to get noticed and to be heard, however we're sharing our message, is to just get more content out there, more content, more content, more content. And when I see some of the content that people are sharing, it's like, stop sharing your content, 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 because you're actually damaging your brand because it's way too thin, it's off topic, and, and it's really not positioning you as that authority in your field, particularly what you're saying. If you want to target those higher level customers, you need to be really clear on your messaging, the value that you offer so that you can deliver exceptional value um, to those particular clients. And that's something that we really need Need to spend a lot of time investing in. Let's talk about some of the things that you're seeing in the the aspect of you know online pay per click advertising and even rented email lists. What are the, some of the do's and don'ts? Because I know for many people who are listening, uh, this is probably an area that they may have dabbled in or they've heard a little bit about, but we're really certainly not um, an expert such as yourself. So, what are some of the things that you see are working really well? 
and what we need to avoid in these particular areas. Well, one of the questions I like to ask people is something, it's a question I took from Tim Ferriss's book, one of his last, last books, and that is, what is some of the bad advice you're getting out there? So the, I'll start with the email list rental because, um, you know, I'm tactic agnostic, so I do things that work for my clients. And, mm -hmm. and, and the minute that, that we can't monetize that, I'll drop that as immediate because it's not performing. It's not doing its job, yes. and, and we, will, we will fill that void. So the bad advice is that it's illegal, it doesn't work, and it's, so that's just wrong. Mm -hmm. I was super excited yesterday. I was on a marketing, a marketing page with Todd Brown, who's a well-known marketing guy, and uh, he was um, interviewing um, some group from Agora Financial, which is the, one of the world's largest financial um, publishing companies. And the very first thing she had for media was email lists. So the first thing is people are gonna say it's illegal, it doesn't work. And I'll say it's not illegal, mm -hmm. uh, it works, and we can absolutely crush it using that as, as one of your media. It's not the only thing. Yes. Um, it, it plays nice with social, it plays nice with pay-per-click because when I started doing this, retargeting didn't exist. So mm -hmm. we'd rent a list. Let's say we rent a list from um, the Washington Post of a hundred thousand names. Mm -hmm. We send out the hundred thousand. They, they send out the hundred thousand names to their list, um, and that's it. It's done. Well, now we've got the ability with Facebook retargeting and YouTube retargeting and Google retargeting to go back and have a conversation with people who have been there. So that's the email side. The pay-per-click side, I think that the, um, the internet's getting smarter. Um, I'm working with a group right now. I've outsourced my PPC. I used to do it in-house. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just wasn't a cost-effective way for me to run it because um, it just wasn't. You're very limited to one staff person. So I would say don't be afraid to look out the outside experts. You can't be an expert at everything. Mm -hmm. I have a basic understanding how PPC works. You know, years ago, I ran a campaign. I had no knowledge when it was Overture before Yahoo. Um, so that's a really long time. And I, I did that because my clients kept saying, oh, I'm running pay-per-click and it doesn't work. So I tried it. Uh, we closed a really large client on it. Like we closed a $100,000 client mm. that was a cold prospect from le less than a $200 ad spend. And I went, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Works for me. Mm. Um, so, you know, find, find somebody that, that can help you. I mean, right now, the other thing that um, uh, we're going to test is AI. So there are um, apps. Um, I interviewed a, a guy locally, at least in Canada, um, mm. that will create these versions of your Facebook ads and, and let them decide. So again, you know, the world's changing. You can't know everything. You need to get yourself a team and the team doesn't need to be your full time. I mean, with VAs and part time and consultants, you can, you know, you can find people out there that will help you grow your business. And, and I do that because I know I'm not the smartest guy in everything. Mm -hmm. I do some things really well. And so I want to find people who are specialists that can help me grow my business or grow my client's business. And, you know, you might not be able to run all the tactics because depending where you are in your business, you, you know, your budget might not support that. Mm -hmm. But you can certainly get out there and, and learn some best practices and identify some people like yourself. I mean, I know what you're doing with in terms of the interviewing totally makes sense. Mm. I'm looking at, you know, my podcast, for example, how much my business has grown and how many media requests I get because I started a podcast. And when I started, I had no idea what to do. Mm. So I found somebody who could help me and I bumbled it along and I made a whole bunch of mistakes. And every time I do, you know, run an episode, I hope I'm doing a better job. 
and I'm trying to define my systems, but we started with no systems, mm-hmm. right? Started with, with a microphone and, uh, and hooked it up to a, you know, a third party app to record it and had somebody edit it and put it up on a blog. So it started basic. So, you know, that goes back to, you know, kind of look at where you're at, start with what you've got mm. and get, get out of the mindset that you need to build this monster um, to, to run your business. Yes. You don't need to have 50 sales funnels. And how about writing a landing page? Yeah. How about writing a landing page and sharing it on social? And like, and like you said, and make sure your messaging is right. I mean, I'm just going through that right now myself. I'm going through this exercise where I'm looking at, okay, so if I'm going to bring in some writers to, to work for me and do some writing so that I produce more content, mm-hmm. the goal isn't more content. The, the goal is content that resonates with my mm-hmm. uh, readers or followers. And then the next question is, well, what do I want it to do? Do I want it to educate? Do I want to become the, the, the authority on the subject? Do I want people to sign up for my email list? I, so, you know, it's, there's, a, there's a lot of moving pieces. Um, to that. I love that. You know, one of the things that you were saying, you know, you test and measure. If, and I know this is probably an answer, which is depending on who the client is and budget and all that kind of thing. But typically, just give people an understanding. If they're going to trial and just one thing, test the marketplace to see how, it's, uh, how it lands and what results that you get. How long do you allow an ad or, or, or something to run before you start to say, right, okay, we need to take a step back and look at is it the message no. that's not working, you know, and start to tweak. How long a time frame do you give that ad or that tactic? So the only time that I've used that it depends on this and my question yeah. is that you, you need to have enough data to make the information. So if you're spending, let's just use a, a ridiculous example. If you're spending a dollar a day on Facebook, yes. um, and let's say, you know, um, reasonably we need to get a thousand, a thousand people to see our ad. Um, you know, how long is it going to take spending a dollar a day? Mm. You spend $5 a day, you're going to get there five times faster. You're spending $10 a day. So, you, you know, if you have a $100 budget, what you really need to do is you need to get enough people to see it. And then you can look at the response. And then, I mean, because you need to break your ads into a number of things. So did they see it? How many people saw it? Did they click? And then how many people after they clicked, did they sign up for your offer? It's a landing page or sign up. So mm-hmm. you need to understand what each of the moving pieces are. And then at the end of the day, you just need to know what's your lifetime value. So if your lifetime value of a customer is a thousand dollars, you know how much, you know, what's your profit margin. If your profit margin is 40%, you know, you've got $400 to spend. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you can attract a client for $200 and make $200 in profit, you can scale your business pretty quick. Yes. Yes. So a thousand, you said a thousand people have seen your ad. Is that a good number to, to use as an indicator? Okay. A thousand people have seen it or a little bit over. Now let's take a step back and see what results in those key areas that you mentioned. Is a thousand kind of a good number or would you say that's minimum? I think that's pretty minimum and it's really depend on how finite your targeting is. Right. I mean, if, if we could put a Facebook ad, ad up in two minutes while you're talking, you and I are talking, I could just boost the post, right? Yes. Without any targeting and a thousand people will see it and they'll say, well, it didn't work. Well, who saw it? So again, it's going to come down to what if you had a thousand people who were your ideal customer who that had a burning desire, you know, they're in the desert, they're, it's hot, they haven't had any water for three days and, but they've got their phone and an ad for water delivery pops up. Mm-hmm. Now, if a thousand people that were start or were, were dying of thirst in the desert saw your ad, I'm pretty sure you'd have a high conversion number. 
yes. opposed to running a general ad where a thousand people saw it that didn't have a burning desire um, to buy your product or service. Yes. Yeah, so, so true. So just list again for people um, the, the key things that you measure. Obviously, the amount of people that have seen your ad, what action they took, the click through. What are some other key indicators that you say are must for us to track and measure? Because often we don't do that. We don't trust, you know, track and measure these key components. So what can you repeat what they are again? Sure. So how many people saw the ad? How many people clicked on the ad? Um, and if you're doing Facebook as an example, did people like it? Did they share it? Mm -hmm. And then beyond that, did they take, did they take an action? Yes. And you know, you can start really simple. Like you don't have to be super sophisticated. You can start with an Excel spreadsheet or, or whatever you use as a spreadsheet. And you know, one way to test what content resonates with your, your people is don't run an ad. Think back of when you post something on Facebook and just see what people comment and share. Mm -hmm. And I'm always surprised because I put up something that I think is super witty and thinking, man, people are going to love this. It's and it's like cricket, viral. cricket. <laughs> yeah. And like nobody, no, like zero. I, so I finally say to my wife, hey, could you like that? Actually, could you, could you not like it? Could you love it? Because love, love on Facebook, a heart is the same cost to give as a like. So mm -hmm. can you give it a heart so a few more people will see it? Yes. And then I put something up that I think is ridiculous. It's like, oh, you know, it's whatever. Yeah. Um, we nuts. we live yeah it goes crazy we have a river in our backyard and we were sitting out by the river last week um having a cup of coffee in the afternoon and we're sitting at river level and uh and a big black bear came into the river to get some salmon so my wife took a video of it and of course people went crazy because it's like national geographic in the backyard there's this bear mm. like that gets more response than my witty marketing stuff so anyhow that's just just test it. It has to come to the testing. And so I, I don't think that you always have to spend money to test. You could start testing today just by writing some content, putting on a Facebook, put the date you put the post, put what the post title was or your general content, how many people liked it, how many people shared it. Yeah. So you can start to do some market research and start to define what your existing audience already likes before you even go to this, the point of spending money. Yeah, yeah, so, so true. You know, if you could cue that black bear in the background when you were doing some hints and tips, <laughs> <laughs> then that would be fabulous, wouldn't it? But uh, yeah, yeah. and it's so true. Soon. It can resonate. Yeah. And I say, don't be afraid to make mistakes. I mean, um, I, I was, you know, really guilty of waiting till everything was perfect for a long time and I still fight myself going no I just need to get it out there if it's if it's 75% correct I need to get it out there and get some feedback instead of trying to wait for 100% just get it out there try it learn from it like they say fail fast yeah I love that something that um, I love to, to often ask people particularly when they are the movers and shakers and they like to, to uh, yeah to, to challenge the status quo and try new things what are some exciting things that you're looking forward to or in, in 2019 or some changes that you see are, are, are happening possibly in your industry? Um, well, in my industry, there's lots of changes. So I, I read a really good book. I have to give a shout out for this guy. I heard him speak um, called Hunger in Paradise. Mm -hmm. And he's given a bunch of examples of companies like uh, SAP that just about closed their doors and Blockbusters that got their lunch eaten by Netflix and Lego. And it really made me think, what are the risks in my business and my industry? And what are the potential threats moving forward? And who are the potential threats? Are they people? Is it, is it regulation? Um, and really 
evaluate, reevaluate. And the other thing that ties into your messaging is how do people want to receive content? Mm. So once upon a time, we had radio and then we had print and then we had TV and then we had the internet. And now everybody carries their TV in their pocket being their phone, mm-hmm. right? So how do people want to receive? So today, you know, we're doing this Facebook Live. What's it going to look like in three years? Is this how people want to receive our message? So it really got me doing a deep dive on my business moving forward to look for the opportunities. And one of the things I'm most excited about, to be perfectly honest, is some of the artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. I, 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 posted a, I posted a tweet just the other day um, about an artist actually creating um, uh, an art piece that was just auctioned off, I think it was at Christie's, uh, for like a huge sum of money. And the idea for the art came from AI. Wow. So people might go, well, there, there goes all the creative freedom. Well, that might be true. It's just where we're at today. Mm-hmm. Um, that just points to h- how can you leverage that for your business? So mm-hmm. I'm super excited about leveraging that yes. uh, for my business and for my yeah. clients. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think it depends on which way you look at it. Um, I think it can enhance and if you've got, you know, if you love creativity, um, it could just be AI could just tweak something in you that projects you and catapults you in a whole new direction that you may yep. never have seen or been able to, uh, you know, to consider. So, and I think it's exciting. And the thing is, I think with people who do have the ability such as yourself to be able to jump in, who are able to take risks, calculated risks, obviously, um, then that in itself, I think, particularly with the rapid change, and that's only getting quicker, isn't it? So for businesses who are able to adapt quick, learn quick, apply, test, trial, and then roll out strategies that they can see are working, that in itself is going to be a reason why your clients are going to be looking to you because they don't have to go through that whole learning curve. You know, I was speaking to someone the other day who were talking about Instagram stories comparing to uh, YouTube and they said, oh, you know, you, um, YouTube is the one, IGTV's dead and all this. And I said, there is a huge audience there. I love yeah. Instagram. I'm yeah. hanging out there all the time. I said, oh, I'm yeah. waiting till everyone else shifts across there. And I thought to myself, and that in there, my friend, is the reason why. I mean, get out there, trial and test. And when everyone suddenly goes, you know, the crowd suddenly goes, oh, hang on a minute, they're all over here. Guess what? You've really planted your flag and you're now someone who they're going to look up to. So as you say, be bold. Don't be afraid to, uh, to make those changes and, and uh, errors and failures because that could be something that you then uh, offer your clients. So Doug, share with us, how can people find out more about you? How could they can uh, listen to your podcast? All of that good stuff. Uh, simply just go to my website. It's, it's dougmorneau.com. Fabulous. All and right. and my, my blog's there. My podcast is there. There's a link to my book there. Yeah. Fabulous. Good. Well, we'll put all of those links on our show notes, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES264. And of course, if you're listening to the live, you can pop across there now and uh, read up all, all of uh, the things and far deeper. We've only scratched the surface for sure in this interview. But uh, again, Doug, it's been fantastic uh, connecting and thanks for sharing your insights today. Hey, it was awesome to be here. And I did read on your, uh, your show notes that if we, if we wanted to offer a gift, so uh, you, can, you can actually go buy this book on Amazon if you'd like. Um, or if you sign up for our email list, we're going to uh, run a promotion to Sales Funnel. We're actually going to give it away. Wow. So you can pay tw- $29 US on Amazon or you can go sign up there. 
uh, for everybody who's listened to your show, just put a note in the, in the email response that it was uh, because of uh, Ambitious Entrepreneur that that's why you're here. Yeah. Now, can we put that link for people who are on the Facebook Live so that if people want to access that now, they don't have to wait till the actual show goes live because the audio version of the show is not going to go live for, for a little while. Yeah. So, Can yeah. we do that now and put a link? Maybe I'll get that from you um, after the show and, and people can then click through if they find out. Sure. Yep. Absolutely. Sounds good. Yep. Okay. Great, great to see you again. I really appreciate uh, you taking time today. You've been listening to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, brought to you by BeTheDifferenceMovement.com, changing the world one message at a time. Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at www.BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. That's BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.